When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Ball with a catch, handoff, Curry blasting. On Brown puts on the brakes, layup good! Let him fly right by. 127-123, Warriors go up by four. Number 30 has given the Warriors a lead with 38.9 to go. And Boston will call time. It's time for Warriors Wrap-Up. We'll bring you into the locker room and hear from Coach Kerr and the players. Highlights from the game, Warriors Wrap-Up starts now. That is what you call a statement win. The Golden State Warriors in overtime take down the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, the Boston Celtics, at Chase Center tonight. Final score, 132-126 in overtime. And this is Warriors Wrap-Up, as always, presented by Xfinity, the Xfinity 10G Network made for streaming live sports. Evan Giddings with you, and I, I, I simply just continues to be amazed by many parts of this season. Like, I, I realize in the grand scheme of things, the Warriors are a game below 500. This is their first win streak since November 3rd. But it feels like with the way that this team has suddenly come together in the last about week or so, uh, that this is a team that looks closer to the 6-2 and two start, the 5-1 and one start, however you want to slice it, than the team that went 4-12 and 12 over the 16 games prior to last week. I mean, Stephen Curry, what needs to be said more about how he is able to simply take over basketball games? And to do it when he has five fouls, it was just unbelievable. Finishes with 33 points, 20 points in the fourth quarter in overtime. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis. I mean, what more needs to be said about that guy? He, in in a career-high game, by the way, a plus 23 for TJD. Just go ahead and retire the baby T moniker right now because that was something that nearly escaped him earlier in the season. I forget which game it was, but he had a rebound rescinded at the tail end of the game, and so instead of 10-10, and 10, he had 10-9. and 9. And the rule goes for the Golden State Warriors that when Trace Jackson Davis had finally recorded a double-double, they will stop calling him Baby T. And we can officially end that tonight on December 19th against the Boston Celtics. 10 points, 13 rebounds for them offensive. A huge one in overtime that led to the dagger thrown in by Curry. And then three blocks at the rim, plus 23 on the game for his first double-double. TJD's coming out party. The Splash Brothers themselves scored the final nine points in regulation. They combined for 12 threes as Klay Thompson holds his own, Provides a secondary option for the Warriors. Net six three-point shots as the Warriors come from behind. We talked about so much about what's going on with the double-digit leads. They're up 22. They're up 24. They're up 17. They're up 13. Why can't this team hold the lead? Well, one question they had also yet to answer was, could they come back in a game? 
And could they do it against a team like the Boston Celtics? Now, we can get to them in a little bit. And, and I do have a couple of thoughts about the Celtics and the way their season has been trending. But for them to do it against one of the best teams in the NBA, and right now the Celtics are 20-6. and six. They came into the game as tied for the best team in the NBA. For the Warriors to come from behind down 17 points with 4 minutes and 52 seconds left in the third quarter, the Golden State Warriors trailed by 17 points. And they turned it on. In the fourth quarter, outscored the Seas by 11 points. They held the Boston Celtics to four, to-, to four points in overtime. And it was a combination. It was a myriad of things. In a game in which Brandon Pachemski leaves with a lower back strain and does not return. In a game in which the Warriors gave up 40 points in the first quarter. The first 40-burger that they had allowed in an opening quarter this season. And a game in which it looked like in that third quarter it was beginning to get away from them. For them to galvanize themselves and for Stephen Curry to drag them to the finish line. For TJD to pour in a double-double for Klay Thompson to add what he added, for Chris Paul to play a completely different second half and a total of 35 minutes than he did in the first half. Chris Paul was a minus 10 in the first half of this game tonight. He was a plus 17 in the second half and into overtime, nearly a triple-double for Chris Paul. Jonathan Kaminga with 17 points, steady as it comes in 34 minutes, 8 of 13 from the floor, including one of the best plays I've seen from him this season, a one-on-one going at Jalen Brown, dunking it on top of him. Might have been an and-one, by the way. And then finishing out the first half with a three-pointer in the corner right in front of the Celtics bench and doing a little bit of chirping in the process. This was an all-around win for the Warriors and something that they absolutely needed that, again, in the grand scheme of things, moves them to a game below 500. They close in closer on the 10th seed in the Western Conference, but they are 13-14 and 14 overall, and now they, they do move above 500 at home as they are 7-6 and six at Chase Center. But 888-957-9570 is the number. Also the number for the Comcast Business Text Line. This is Warriors Wrap-Up. My name is Evan Giddings for the 510. Kaminga, Moody, TJD, they have arrived. Also for the 510, Clay is officially back. Let Clay Jacket. There was one play in overtime that I thought was very indicative of the aggression that Clay Thompson has, but also when he's able to turn it back. And then also for the 5-1-0. The Celtics were big frauds at the end of the fourth quarter in overtime. Couldn't buy a bucket. Something that I thought Chris Paul, Stephen Curry even did, for Steph to draw, and I think it was in the fourth quarter, for Steph to draw a charge on Jalen Brown with five fouls was certainly a choice. And again, the Celtics it looked like they had four players that this night could maximize a possession on either end. Derek White was throwing in daggers. Jalen Brown, to his credit, was playing well, although TJD got him at the rim and OT also got him earlier in the first half at the Cup. Jason Tatum did not play well tonight and you know might have been a, a result of him rolling his ankle four minutes into the game, came back at the beginning of the second quarter. But Drew Holiday, I thought, looked pretty good tonight. And it's still, the Warriors were able to overcome them. The Warriors threw their best punch. They hit a total of 23s in this game. They limited the, the Boston Celtics to 30% shooting from distance. The Boston Celtics hoisted 58 three-pointers in this game. 
They only turned it over eight times, and both teams had 18 offensive rebounds. So it was relatively even from that perspective. One thing I was curious as to why the Celtics did not go deeper into the paint throughout this game. They took a lot of three-pointers, and the Warriors, meanwhile, got to the rim. They got it from distance. Again, they got 12 threes combined from the Splash Brothers here tonight. They shoot 40% at home in front of the Chase Center crowd, and they outscore the Boston Celtics in overtime by a total. They were plus 17 in the final quarter and OT. 888-957-9570 is the number. I want to hear from everyone right now. How are you feeling about the Golden State Warriors after their best, unequivocally their best, win of the season. A statement victory against the top team in the East. The Boston Celtics come to Chase Center, a place that has given them nightmares one and a half years ago when they lost the finals to these very Warriors. How are you feeling right now? 888-957-9570. I see you out there on YouTube. I see you on the Comcast Business Text Line. Let's get out to D from D.C. What's up, D? You're on with Evan Giddings on Warriors Wrap-Up. How are you feeling about that overtime win? Evans, 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 Evans. Bro, what a game. What a game. You know, I said the other night, Kerr is criminal. Criminal for depriving the Uh entire Warriors nation of TJD. Let the record reflect that TJD changed the game tonight. This young man belongs, okay? Him and Pod are two of the greatest picks the Warriors have, 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 have taken in the last couple of years. Let, let, the, let the record reflect that. Now, moving forward, I'm hoping that Kerr will finally get out of his own way and find the heart to play these kids instead of riding Looney, who's struggling, Wiggins, who's struggling. We need defense. We need athleticism. We need guys who can put the ball in the basket next to Steph and of course, welcome back, Clay Thompson. My goodness, <laughs> what a game! Hey, brother, I'm in. Hey, look, I'm in the East. It's about one one o'clock, one one twenty over here, man. I'm look. I, I've been waiting patiently to speak with you. Great job by you, and great job by ninety five point seven. I hope you guys show a lot of love to TJD. Thank you. Good night. Well, I want to show some love to D in D.C. because, like he said, it's about 1.30 in the morning on the East Coast, and he's probably high on adrenaline right now from that win. And to his credit, D called into the postgame over the weekend, said this kid Trace Jackson Davis needed to play more, and he did. I mean, Steve Kerr, I think he was, again, a situation where Steve Kerr was forced to go to Trace Jackson Davis. Didn't come in until about eight minutes left in the second quarter. I know people were clamoring, clamoring for him before that. But, of course, Looney and then Sharich got first dibs. And all that Trace Jackson Davis did in 29 minutes, a career high for the Rook, is inhale 13 rebounds, four of which offensive, five of seven primarily at the cup, 10 points, making hustle plays, providing somewhat of a rim protector, which was a little unexpected. Like, this was part of, of Trace Jackson Davis that I didn't necessarily know was in his bag. I knew this guy could run the floor, he provided some athleticism, is, I think, a better passer than people give him credit for. And also, just similar to Pachemski, has a nose for the ball, not just, of course, rebounding, but whether it's a tip, whether it's being at the right place at the right time, he plays winning basketball. And he's helped the Warriors so far now in two straight games. This was the most impactful that a rookie has been off the bench this season. I only say that because Pachemski's been in the starting lineup. 
But with Pachemski going down, he had to play 16 minutes tonight, went down with a lower back strain, saw him tweeting out after the game that he hopes to be back soon. We certainly wish him a speedy recovery. But in just those 16 minutes, Pachemski also had five rebounds. You know, I mean, look, the Warriors were active tonight, and really, as we as we just kind of dig into this game, you know, at the half, I, I thought that they played solid basketball, especially, again, after a first quarter. They gave up 40 points in the first quarter, 22 of which were, were in the paint. The rest of the way, the Boston Celtics got 36 points in the paint. Now, you could say, well, they didn't go away, for, or they went away from it. They weren't able to dig their, their way inside. I thought they were a little lazy sometimes in their, their possessions offensively. I thought they settled for a lot of threes. But you got a credit to the Golden State Warriors for forcing them into some of those looks. And a credit to a guy like Trace Jackson Davis per, for providing some punch at the rim, a place in which they generally have not had a presence. Kevon Looney tonight in 14 minutes was a minus 19. And in fact, uh, unfortunately, when he was on the floor in the third quarter, that was a, a big reason why Boston was able to make a run. Kevon Looney did, did not play very well tonight. And to Steve Kerr's credit, he went to the younger player, just as he has gone to younger players in Kaminga in the past. He has gone to Moses Moody in the past. Now, Modi, Moses Moody only played 17 minutes tonight. But I thought Kerr trusted him down the stretch of that game. In the fourth quarter was good. Overall, a plus three. Ten points on three of nine shooting, but hit a couple of big threes. I thought he did a, a decent job at, at staying in front of men. What, like one thing also that, that we do have to talk about is the second quarter was, was something that I don't think necessarily, I don't know, broke my spirit in watching this game. I thought that Golden State did a pretty good job of just sort of hanging around, and Boston... Boston's a, a really like a damn good basketball team. Now on the road, they're six and six. Now they have not shot it particularly well on the road. If you look at their splits at home, when they're undefeated, they've won their last twenty-one at TD Garden. They are about eleven points better offensively, and they shoot about nearly ten percent better from three. A big absence tonight, I'm sure, was Chris Depps Porzingis. I was talking to some people in the media room from the Boston side of things, and they felt like Porzingis was a presence that was going to be missed. Um, for the Golden State Warriors, I wonder how many people felt like a guy like Draymond Green, and his presence was missed tonight because the Warriors were clearly able to overcome a Boston Celtics team that, while was down a big man, still had a serviceable one in Al Horford, who had 13 points and 12 rebounds and 6 assists. Now he was 3 of 10 from downtown. I thought the Warriors were pretty much okay with him hitting some threes. Hit a corner three that trimmed it to 1 in overtime that made things a little bit spicy, but then Stephen Curry threw in the night-night dagger directly after that. I mean, so, look, I mean, the Celtics were 7 of 58 from distance. Um, I didn't think Tatum played particularly well, and it's it's... Like, the Celtics are a really weird team. And someone like Tatum, I think, is is a symbol of it. The fact that someone like Jason Tatum in the fourth quarter and in overtime is taking Stephen Curry and Chris Paul on the block, and those guys are muscling him. They're getting into his grill. See, Chris Paul was in Jason Tatum's jersey in the fourth quarter, and he can't go around a 38-year-old consistently and get to the cup Credit to Chris Paul for, for doing his damnedest on defense, but it is interesting to me that when the Warriors, and you saw this in the finals a year and a half ago and have kind of seen this even throughout the postseason last year for Boston, if you get physical with this Celtics team, which the Warriors were tonight, there's very few guys that I think are able to rise to the occasion and match that physicality. 
I mean, it's evidence tonight by Derek White. He was their leading scorer with 30 points. He took 18 threes tonight. They were settling for a lot of long-distance looks, and I understand that's kind of a philosophical approach from the Celtics, but 60 threes against a team that up until tonight pretty much didn't have an interior defender. You didn't know that Trace Jackson Davis was going to be able to give you three blocks. You knew that he could help you as far as rebounding and energy and athleticism, but I didn't know that TJD was going to be the rim protector he was tonight. Boston went away from attacking the paint after they got 22 of their 40 in the first quarter. So I thought the Warriors did a nice job at kind of baiting them, letting them take those three-point shots, and down also a you know a serviceable three-point shooter um, in Korchek. They were down two guys, Porzingis and Korchek, some front-court shooters that can space the floor. So I, I thought the Warriors had a nice game plan coming into this game, and, and really taking a look at you know the, 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 the first half, I thought Jonathan Kaminga was was very solid. Um, him and Pachemski, and, and this is where I also think some of the younger guys have have taken a step. Pachemski, though he wasn't wasn't able to finish this game, he had he takes two kind of inadvertent tough looks from three in the early part of the first quarter. Gets called for a foul in the backcourt, and then Kerr goes to Chris Paul about midway through this through the first quarter. When Pachemski comes back in. He looks more settled. He doesn't look as overmatched. And this is this is the biggest game of his young career. This is the biggest game of TJD's young career. I thought those guys were able to settle into the game relatively quickly. Same for Jonathan Kaminga, who, to Kerr's credit, he let him go. TJD had two blocks in the first half, four defensive rebounds. And rebounding is very important against a team like the Celtics. So I think the majority of those rebounds are predicated on the fact that they're long rebounds off of, again, 58 three-pointers taken. But they had eight offensive rebounds and seven second-chance points in the first half, despite Jason Tatum being pretty much a non-factor. And also, Chris Paul not playing very well in the second unit for the Warriors. He looked older in the first half, and then in the second half, I thought he settled in just as, of course, Stephen Curry was able to settle in, explode. And Klay Thompson quietly was just steady really throughout the entire game. So I thought it was an all-around effort from the Warriors tonight that was very impressive and a marquee victory on a season that looked like three games ago it was trending in the wrong direction. Remember, Draymond's indefinitely suspended. Kerr's mixing with the starting lineup. You don't know if Klay Thompson is going to be the guy that is going to be benched against Phoenix or if he's going to be the guy that he's been the last three games, which is shooting over 50% from three-point range. Andrew Wiggins still needs to finish at the cup. Uh, I'm pretty sure if he was able to get a putback tonight, he had five offensive rebounds. It felt like he was just tip, 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 tip. If he's able to get a putback, he might average 20 a game. But Andrew Wiggins has also given you more energy off of the bench. Though the scoring has not come along and the, the shooting has not been there, well, it wasn't tonight. He'd been shooting 56% the last three games, but wasn't there tonight. The energy was different. For the 510, the Comcast Business Text Line, 888-957-9570 is the number, by the way. Kaminga's defense, making Kerr happy. I'm with you. Trace Jackson Davis. A star is born, I gotta be easy on the Lady Gaga, okay? I can't give you that quite yet because it's it's only been a few games. But like Pajemski, like Kaminga, like Moody, these young guys are forcing Steve Kerr to play them and they have now been impactful in not just one, not just two games that are four-point victories, one of which at home against Brooklyn, one of which on the road against the second-worst team in the Western Conference. No, they were impactful in a game against the best in the East. The Boston Celtics were 20-5 and coming in 
and Trace Jackson Davis was good. Jonathan Kaminga was good. Moses Moody was impactful in his minutes. And Brandon Pachemski, unfortunately, didn't get to finish the game, but he was trending in that direction. So, again, 888-957-9570 is the number. This is Warriors Wrap-Up. Evan Giddings with you after the Warriors take down the Boston Celtics in overtime. Final score tonight, 132-126. to Let's get out to Milbray, where Mark's been hanging on. What's up, Mark? What'd you make of that win for the Warriors? We back yet or what? Yeah, win of the season so far. Incredible game. Uh, I didn't think the Warriors could be able to pull it out once they got big, but, man, just the resilience of this team right now with all the turmoil with Draymond, shorthanded, guys struggling. Curry just in- continues to amaze. Just incredible how he, how he took that game over in, uh, in overtime. And Clay steadily starting to find his confidence again. I hope that continues and he really gets it going because – they're going to need his offense, and as you, uh, you mentioned, I'm going to give game ball to the young guys, especially uh, Trace Davis Jackson. He's mm-hmm. really starting to shine, and I'm, I'm I'm glad that Kerr is finally starting to get away from his nonsense of not playing these young guys. I know it's because of the circumstances right now of their in, and he needs to play him. But hey, TJZ is showing that he deserves to be out there, and you saw again in the second half in overtime making plays all over the court. So these guys are really starting to gain Kerr's confidence, and that's going to gauge huge for this team going forward because they're going to need these guys. You can't wear these guys to start us out, mainly Curry, because Curry's playing at a, a just unreal superstar level continually. I don't know how he's doing it this year into the game with all the wear and tear, but he's just continually coming up clutch and big. But uh, I love what I'm seeing out of that. And J.K. really starting to really – assert himself, and hopefully he can take that starting job over even when Draymond, whenever Draymond comes back. That would be major because I think J.K. really feels like he should be a starter, and this is his time right now at this point to show that he can start. So again, a win like this over what many people think are the favorites to win the title, I think it's going to do wonders. I know the Warriors now three games up, three-game win streak. I know they're still under 500, but I think they could really build off a, a win like this tonight. And, as, and lastly, I don't know what the hell is up with Boston. How the hell do you go away from pounding, trying to pound the Warriors inside when you've got a major advantage? And that's why, as great as they are, as talented as they are, I still don't think they're going to win the title. They continually come up short, and Curry owns them. But still, you saw last year against Miami and the year uh, under Adoka and other, the other guy, Stevens. They just, they're just don't know how to win these games in overtime. And that's inexcusable when you've got two elite players like Tatum and Brown and a roster, a loaded roster, and you add a guy like Holiday, and you still can't find ways to win these games, and they're terrible on the road. So, hey, Warriors, hell of a win tonight, and I really hope they hit their stride now, making it three in a row and a win like this over uh, uh, an elite Boston team. Thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it, Mark. No, I think some some great thoughts there. And again, this is the Warriors' first win streak since the end of October into early November. I mean, this this hasn't happened for about a month now. And you look at the schedule, not to get ahead of ourselves, but you got a pretty porous Washington team coming in on Friday. Then you back that up with a Portland team at home on Saturday. The game on Christmas on Monday is going to be tough here in Denver, but you're looking at two more winnable games to round out this homestand. And then if you get if you get both of them, well, look at that. You're a game above 500, and then you start to cook with a little bit of grease. This was a huge win tonight, of course, yes, because you proved to yourself as well as everyone, and a nationally televised game, by the way, 
that the Warriors got some young pieces, that they're a team that is trending in the right direction. Still TBD on whether they can turn the corner. To me, the rest of the homestand will dictate how I feel about them turning a corner. But this is, without a doubt, their best win of the season. And for them to come from behind, again, a, a big a big kind of theme in a lot of their victories has been, well, they're, they're hanging on. You know, they, they get out to a big lead. First half, they push it up on, on opponents, and then they kind of limp to the finish line. At least that's what they did over the weekend. Tonight, they came from back down 17 points with a little under five minutes left in the third corner. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast why why if you have t-mobile 5g home internet you might be hearing this why a lot why every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours why why because your network gives priority to cell phone users Why? why Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. That, to me, is the sign of a basketball team that is beginning to figure some things out. And I don't want to make it about, you know, Draymond's not here. I know GP2 has also been out. Those guys will probably be injected back into this team, whether you like it or not. Um, But we're starting to figure out that there is an emergence within this team, combined with, of course, Stephen Curry continuing to play at an MVP level. 
Clay Thompson, who's been fi- who has on- quite honestly found his shot really over the last 13 or 14 games, but is now beginning to stick them at a clip that can contribute to winning basketball, and he's making winning plays. I do want to highlight one Clay Thompson play that I thought was really indicative of the progress that I've seen him make this season. In overtime, right, 121-121, they come out, Clay, I think, misses two threes. The, the Celtics also trade threes. They go back and forth. Four combined missed threes. Warriors get their, their first basket. They go up by two. And then with 2.47 left in overtime, I thought Clay Thompson made w- what I thought was his play of the game. And it was a pass. Out on the left wing, closing shooter, because you have to on Clay Thompson. He's already hit six threes in the game. Pump fakes, couple of dribbles. I thought he was going to rise up for a long two. Instead, dumps off, to, uh, dumps off a pass to Trace Jackson Davis, who goes up for the slam, and that creates some more separation. I thought Clay Thompson had a great feel on this basketball game for when it was his time to take a look. And he, look, he took a couple of heat checks. That's who Clay Thompson is. One of which, or maybe two of which, turned into TOs and then long you know, leak outs on the other end, but that's going to happen. And that is acceptable to me when you're not Leaning to that all the time, I thought Clay was was balanced with the majority of his shots. I thought he was making good decisions. And you look up and down the box score here, Clay Thompson, one turnover, four assists, also getting in on the rebounding and able to to force a couple of tough shots on the other end. He made life difficult for Jalen Brown at times. He made life for Jason. Well, everybody made life difficult for Jason Tatum. That guy did not play very well tonight, 5 of 17 from the field. But you get what I'm saying. Clay Thompson, to me, if we're talking about turning the corner as a team, I'm not so sure yet, but I do think we're beginning to see the best players for the Warriors outside of, of course, Steph, who's never taken a break this season. We're beginning to see Klay Thompson emerge as a consistent second option. That, to me, is turning a corner. We're beginning to see Jonathan Kaminga getting extended run and, most importantly, impacting and providing productive play in victories against quality opponents. Kaminga, I thought, was not afraid of the moment tonight. Though he came out a little bit slow, same with Pajemski, they quickly got into this game. And th- like this is the kind of game here tonight, look, 17-7 and seven might not say anything special to you, but I only saw one turnover from Kaminga. Maybe one or two bad shots from Kaminga. But I didn't see a guy that was focused each and every play on on playing as, as mechanically as we've seen him play in the past. He was flowing out there. He was back on defense. He was mucking it up. He grabbed four offensive rebounds tonight. And that's the kind of stuff to me that Steve Kerr looks at and says, that's why you're in the starting lineup. This is why you're going to play 34 minutes in a game in overtime against the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. And that is why we deserve to give you more minutes because you're proving you need them, that this team needs them. And and that might be the biggest takeaway for me tonight as far as the younger players. We are finding out that this is a Warriors team that needs those guys, that needs the Jonathan Kamingas, the Brandon Pachemskis, the Trace Jackson Davises, the Moses Moody's. Now, they might not play 30 minutes a night every single night, but they are showing us that they deserve to be in the rotation and that, more importantly, they can impact winning. That has always been a little bit of a question, but we're starting to find out consistently that these guys are ready if given the rope and the opportunity. And again, to Steve Kerr's credit, 
He has done that. Now, he might not have done it as quickly as everyone wanted to, giving 20 minutes off the bat to this guy, beginning of the season, having someone up from, from the G League. But as of late, we're beginning to see a little bit of a blend here from young to old. And I would venture to say, you know, we brought up the, the, the two timelines a year and a half ago and primarily last year as well. Of course, before things started to motion at the deadline in the offseason, I would venture to say that this game is probably the greatest example of a two-timeline scenario working because you got the best of Stephen Curry, 33 points, 20 in the fourth quarter in overtime, all of which with five fouls, including drawing a charge on Jalen Brown with 317 left. That might have been his sixth. We're seeing Clay Thompson, who played a game-high 40 minutes tonight, pouring six threes, also being able to get it done in overtime with his passing. You're seeing Chris Paul, 35 minutes. I thought he made the biggest assist of the game off a tip by TJD in overtime, whipping a pass to the wing for Curry to hit the dagger, and of course the night-night that set Chase Crowd into a tizzy. But we're also seeing the younger guys being able to play cohesively with the OGs, and a game like tonight is the prime example. It's the tape that I would show everyone to say, this is how a two-timeline approach can work. When you got players 23 and under playing and helping players that are in their 30s or older. That is what was so impressive about tonight to me, and I think a big reason why the Warriors beat the Celtics 132-126 to 126 in overtime. This is Warriors Wrap-Up. Evan Giddings with you on 95-7 The Game, 888-957-9570. Look, I, I, I get you. Some people don't like the two timelines. That's okay. Some people take some you know, bad shots. I'm just, I'm just saying, man. You know, we brought it up last year. We brought it up the year before them. And uh, I, I think if you're going to look at it now, that to me is is, is kind of where it's kind of where I'm feeling this thing. Uh, Two six seven on the Comcast Business Text Line. Kaminga shining with the starting lineup is huge to win these games. I agree. And and, and look, it's not even. I, I'm glad he's getting the opportunity to to play in the starting lineup. J.K. is, but I also think that he's been ready, you know, to to help off the bench if necessary. You go back to the Portland game a couple weeks ago. He came off the bench cold, and he essentially willed the Warriors to a win against the Trailblazers. Um, you know, from the so I, I think that's a, that's a positive too. Uh, for the five one zero, Clay is not rushing shots lately. I'm a hundred percent with you, man. And I, I I think that that Clay is is beginning to show us um, that this is a contract year potentially in a way. And the, the future of his is murky. It's it's a question mark. Uh, I don't know if he took that all to heart or just the fact that typically Clay has slower starts to his seasons and, and has so, especially now that he's had a couple of catastrophic injuries. Um, maybe it's just taking Clay a little bit longer to, to get there this season. But you look now, Clay's up above 17 points per game. Clay's been shooting it over 50% his last three, shooting it over 40% his last 14 games. Klay Thompson is is playing some good basketball right now, and you know I, I think the move to the bench was was good for Andrew Wiggins because on a night where he didn't necessarily help you uh, for all of his minutes, when he's only getting 22, he's not hurting you as much as when he's in the starting lineup or potentially the closing lineup. So I, I think Kerr has you know I don't know kind of moved the rope in both directions, and it's. It's been interesting to see thus far, but but tonight was, I mean, tonight we saw a 10-man rotation, and we saw 
eight different players, pardon me, nine different players get 15 or more minutes. Um, Kevon Looney, I guess, were right on the cusp with 14. Uh, but I, I, th- I think we have seen growth from young guys. I think we've also seen some growth from the coaching staff. I know there were some spots in the game in which I was a little perplexed, especially in that third quarter, and maybe one of the reasons why I got to a 17-point deficit in the first place. Um, I was a little perplexed. There was a lineup with Chris Paul, TJD, and I think it was Clay Wiggins, might have been, might have been Sharich. There is basically the majority of the second unit was in when the Boston Celtics were rolling, and I was a little curious as to why Kerr didn't try and stabilize the game with with a different lineup. But then again, you know, he he, he found a way. Like you just look at the tail end of this game, and this is really what it boils down to. And I think one of our callers said it best in in reference to the Celtics. The Golden State Warriors made winning plays down the stretch of this basketball game. The Boston Celtics did not. And there were a couple of plays that might have swung things. Seven minutes and 30 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Peyton Pritchard steps out of bounds on a three that he hit that would have made it a a 10-point game. And then Curry... Next possession comes down with a, a little lefty floater. Probably should have been a foul. Cuts it to five. Like that's that's a five point swing. Who knows if it, it makes the game a win or a loss? Um, y- you know, but like the the I think the Celtics they weren't ready to roll over in the fourth quarter. But you could feel the the wave of the Warriors at their backs, and it was almost like they were looking for an excuse. Like I, I thought I thought they just they they kind of bailed the Warriors out a little bit on some possessions, um, but the Warriors also, I think, understood what the Celtics as a as a team like to do, which is, and this also kind of goes to coaching. Like, I know that people come down Steve Kerr's road a lot, and, and I haven't been, especially early in the year, a fan of a ton of his decisions, mainly during, you know, the, the losing streak and the 4-12 the and 12 and 16 games. I thought there's a lot of stuff he could have done differently, but you look at the other sideline tonight, and you look at all that talent on the Boston Celtics side. And I know that Tatum was not great tonight. He was bad. Uh, Jalen Brown at times was was off and on, but I thought generally he played well. Uh, Derek White was knocking down threes in the first quarter and then kind of hit a cold spell. Drew Holiday's a good player. Um, Peyton Pritchard was coming off the bench knocking down threes. My, 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 my big guy who is from Utah State, uh, I want to get his name correctly. Nemus Queta. Okay, this guy was like a second-round pick by the Kings in 2021 out of Utah State. The only reason I remember him, to, to digress, and I apologize. Thanks for letting me do it. Uh, Utah State in 2020, the pandemic season, was the second team to beat then San Diego State, who had a near perfect record. They were like 30-1 and going into the postseason. Utah State knocked them off in the Mountain West Championship. And Quaida had a big game. That's that's the last time I remember seeing him play as well as he did tonight because he's primarily been in the G League uh, as a member of the Stockton Kings the last couple of years. But he was working on the glass. He ended up with 10 rebounds and 10 points, six of them offensive, in 21 minutes. And I think a lot of that was against Looney, was against Sharich. Um, and I don't know if, if TJD was able to to kind of bolster that that back line enough for the Warriors, and then the Boston went away from him. Uh, but he was giving them he was giving them some fits inside. So, you know, I, I think the fact that TJD emerges as a big that is most importantly trustworthy is good to provide some. You know, like he's not seven feet tall, but he's athletic. He's long. 
He's more he more importantly can get up and down the floor. And this is I mean, God God love him. But but sometimes watching Kevon Looney, who is I think he's only twenty nine years old, ninth year in the league, um, sometimes that I mean the game just slows down, especially when he and Chris Paul are in the game together. The game slows and I don't think the Warriors are able to get into as much of a rhythm. So I mean, look, t- tonight, again, at the end of the day, the Warriors get the win that they've been looking for all season, which is a come-from-behind win, a marquee victory against a quality opponent, and they stack successive productive games, most importantly, in my opinion. You look at Brooklyn. Okay, well, some people can nitpick that if they want. Warriors led by, I think, 22. Pardon me, 17 in that game. And then it came down to a, a last-second play. Warriors get the win against them. Okay, back-to-back. Curry doesn't hit a three in Portland. You still win that game on the second day of a back-to-back on the road. But some people might say, hey, that's not a great opponent. This game tonight gave you everything you wanted as far as checking boxes of wondering how much potential this Warriors team has. I'm not ready to put them into championship contention yet because, again, they are 13-14. and 14. They are now just one game above 500 at home. They have their first win streak since the beginning of the year. But this is the kind of game that you can look at, and I believe you can say that... The, oh, shout out to my friend. Uh, one of my boys just texted me and said, Kevon Looney's only 27. My God, 27 going on 37. Appreciate you, Pete. Um... This is the kind of game for the Warriors that you can look at and say they are the team that is closer to the 5-1 and one or 6-2 and two start than the team that underwent that 16-game stretch and only won four games. This is the kind of game that people, I think, are going to grasp at for however long and look back on because it's, you know, it's December. What a lot of people say, the NBA season doesn't start until Christmas. Well, we're damn near there. Uh, damn near to the new year. But this is the kind of game you can look at and say, okay, I don't know if they had a marquee victory beforehand. Maybe you could say against New Orleans, four games into the year, they beat them by, I think, by nearly 20, pretty handedly. Uh, But this game was one that I think they really needed. And for the way that it went down, the way that it looked, to me, was was extremely important. To get it done on national television is going to have people abuzz tomorrow. I know we're going to be talking about it all day on 95.7 in the game from 6 to 6. And I'm just glad that I get to share it with you here on Warriors Wrap-Up. So, appreciate you. 888-957-9570 is the number. Also the number for the Comcast Business Text Line. Appreciate everyone watching on YouTube. All right, hold on. i got to double-check this real fast. Just wanted to, excuse me, I appreciate you. Yeah, no, hey, okay, hold on. All right, we, we've been doing some fact-checking here. I apologize. David Kennedy, Looney is not 29 years old. He is 27, going on almost 28. Born February 6, 1996. Shout-out to Pleasant Hill Pete for the plug. Thank you very much. Um, from, the, from the YouTube chat, uh, I think Loon has been getting overworked. That's from Yada Damin. Uh, the fact is he's been playing all 82 games, back-to-back seasons. No, you're right. He's played, I think, the second most consecutive games outside of McHale Bridges in the NBA, and it's been close to 240 or so. So, look, he's been, he's been playing a lot of basketball. But I think that's also why the emergence of the young guys is important. You know who's also played a lot of basketball? Stephen Curry. Who's also played a lot of basketball? Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson. Now, these guys can still give you 
a whole hell of a lot, specifically the Splash Brothers, but someone like Andrew Wiggins, I think, can benefit from a guy like Kaminga or Moody pushing him at, at the wing spot. And if Wiggins doesn't have it going, or whether he, I don't know, doesn't get it back to the point where Kerr feels comfortable putting him into the starting rotation, then you have someone that is ready to take that role. I thought Kaminga was was solid tonight. And that's really what I've been looking for from Jonathan Kaminga on a consistent basis is to be solid. And I also think, and you could tell, like tonight he was in his bag as far as the uh, the, the kind of you know gladiator Russell Crowe moment around the crowd. He was pumping up Chase Center. Like this guy is a fan favorite. People have been clamoring for this dude since the moment he was drafted by the Golden State Warriors. And it is really cool just to see him in his moment kind of own it but then also not necessarily get too big-headed within the game. It's not as if Kaminga is going down and dunking on someone and then taking a heat check three the next possession down or taking the next defensive possession off. He's remaining locked into the game and has done it now for, I would venture to say, about you know a week and a half, two weeks since going back to Portland. So I'm glad that he's gotten this opportunity. I'm glad that he's taken it by the reins. And it's helping the Warriors win basketball games. So that's all I can ask for. 888-957-9570 is the number. Uh, we're going to take this thing to about, I think we got one more segment left here. Um, from the 510, the problem with Kevon Looney is that he looks out of shape. He's looking a lot heavier than last year and he gets extremely tired. I, I don't know if that he's out of shape. I, I think he's just got a lot of minutes on his body. I mean, this guy came into the league at age 19. He only played one year in college at UCLA. And he's also played, to to the, the YouTube chat's points, uh, 82 games every single year. I mean, he's been he's been out there every game. He's given you, what, I think during the finals run, he played 100 games. Um, he might have even played close to 90 games. He would have played over 90 games last year because they went seven games with Sack, six games with the Lakers. That would put him at 95 games last season, if you include the 82. So, look, this guy's played more basketball as far as games uh, than anyone else. Now, the amount of minutes, I don't know how they've piled up, but but I'm kind of with you. He, he looks he looks aged. Uh, and for a 27-year-old, that is, that is something that uh, I haven't necessarily seen. But I, I also think it kind of applies to Andrew Wiggins. Now, Wiggins is, you know, just built more athletically than, than Kevon Looney. Um, but one thing that I think flew under the radar entering this season – and there was a report by Kendra Andrews of ESPN that, that Wiggins did not play much basketball this summer, didn't play for Team Canada. Some people were disgruntled that he was a little bit out of shape. Uh, but you also look at the 660 games that he's played in the NBA since he came into the league again at age 19. This is year 10 for for Andrew Wiggins. And this guy has piled up, look, over or nearly now 16,000 minutes just in the regular season. So, you know, he's played a lot of basketball, as have the rest of the Warriors. Like, that's kind of why I know the starting five last year had the best plus minus in the entire NBA, but they got a ton of mileage, and it was only a matter of time until it kind of started to have an effect on all of their play. And then you get to a point where there's some diminishing returns. And when it all coincides, well, then you are going to have a starting lineup that looks a little bit slower, that's not playing with as much pace, combined with the fact you bring in a 38-year-old point guard, who, to Chris Paul's credit, I thought got better 
tonight as this game went on, uh, which I do want to focus on for a sec. I, I tweeted something out in the middle of the third quarter because Chris Paul started out, I think it was 0 of 3 or 0 of 4 from the floor, missed his first two threes. And quietly, you know, Chris Paul, I think, is shooting under 30% from three in the month of December. And my point was simply this. I think Chris Paul is a necessary facilitator. Um, he's still he's still a playmaker for the Warriors, even at an older age. But this was a guy that I think proved um, he needs to be in the game down the stretch. Another game for Chris Paul, 12, turn- 12 assists, pardon me, 12 assists, zero turnovers. And he was a plus 19 in the second half and overtime of this basketball game. Now, he had nine points. He was four of 12 from the floor. He did hit one three. Um, there's, you'd still love for him to be able to knock down the open triple, especially when a lot of defenses are going to leave him open. But what he's able to do, and, and, and also compete on the defense, defensive side, I mentioned this earlier, the fact that Jason Tatum couldn't get by him. Um, I, I thought Chris Paul played a very good second half in this game, and I think he's also an important reason why they won it. So let's step aside, take a break. We're going to come back on the other side, listen to Steve Kerr and his thoughts from the game tonight where the Golden State Warriors defeat the Boston Celtics in overtime, their biggest win of the season, bar none, 132-126. to the number is celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys. Your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 888-957-9570. Want to hear from you also on the other side. Feel free to chime in on the Comcast business text line I see in the YouTube chat. This is Evan Giddings on Warriors Wrap-Up. We're back with more after this on 95.7 The Game. Brown lets it roll, picks it up, front court. Puts on the brakes, backs up three-point line, pressured by Thompson. Dribbles down the lane, nobody home. Jackson oh. Davis blocked it, knocked it away at the rim. Thompson pulls it down. Jackson Davis with a reject. What a block. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. 
Well, you just heard it there first from Tim Roy on the play-by-play as he is for all Golden State Warriors basketball games on 95-7 The Game. Trace Jackson Davis, and he is our hardest worker of the game, brought to you by the Alameda County Sheriff's Office, who works hard to serve the community. If you're looking for a career in law enforcement, learn more about job opportunities at joinacso.com. Evan Giddings with you here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Appreciate you tuning in after the biggest Warriors win of the season, a statement victory, an overtime thriller at Chase Center, 132-126. The Warriors now a game within 500. They have won three in a row for the first time since November. They have a chance to close out their homestand perfectly. Uh, that's something that has not happened so far this year, and they are now 7-6 and six overall at home at Chase Center as they hand the Boston Celtics their sixth loss of the season. Um, let's get on to Jonathan, who is apparently at the Chase Center. He's been hanging on through the break. What's up, Jonathan? You're on with Evan here on Warriors Wrap. I'm on 95.7 The Game. Hi, Evan. Yeah, I've, I've just been uh, enjoying uh, this one. This was spectacular in the second half. Uh, uh, third quarter was rough, but uh, to see the young guys contribute and to see, you know, Steph be Steph in the, you know, in the fourth quarter in overtime, uh, what was amazing. Uh, uh, a couple, a couple things. I do hope they keep it going. Next three games, uh, def- definitely Washington, and I think Portland is also here. Uh, and then they, Denver on Christmas. I'd love to see them take the next three, but I've got to talk to you, uh, which is also why this, this win means so much tonight. <laughs> Thanks, Jonathan. Yeah, no, it sounds windy out there. I, 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 I don't blame you. Um, it felt, uh, felt pretty spicy and windy with all the, the cheering and all the electricity in the building. Uh, Stephen Curry just sent Chase Center into an absolute frenzy with his deep three-point shot with 10.6 seconds left in overtime, the essential dagger he threw in off a of Trace Jackson Davis offensive rebound, kind of a tip right to Chris Paul who whips it out to Stephen Curry, and that was absolutely the highlight of the night. But it is now time to get to our extending the three-point line here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Sterling, my man, what do we have? Curry waits for Jackson Davis. Screen set. Curry splits traffic. Down the lane. Spins on Horford. Throws it up. Wild. No good. And the loose ball deflected to Paul with three on the shot clock. Over to Curry. Catch and shoot. Three. Got it from the right sideline. 10.6 to go. Warriors lead 131-26. How did he do that? He is a relocation sensation. And he put the night-night symbol with 10.6 to go. I figured that might be our extending the three-point line highlight of the game. Again, brought to you by West Coast Men's Health, successfully treating men for ED and chronic pain. Visit westcoastmenshealth.com. That caps for Curry, a night in which he scored 33 points in 38 minutes, six threes, 20 of which, by the way, in the fourth quarter and overtime after he picked up his fifth foul. Stephen Curry was unbelievable, and I think Steve Kerr had a couple of things to say about him after the game, along with a lot of great performances here tonight. Let's hear from the Golden State Warriors head coach. Let's hear from Steve Kerr, who's got to be fired up about this win. That will be presented by BMW. Steph's shot was right in front of you. Could you even believe he got that off? Did you kind of see it happening? Uh, take us through that. that. Uh, saw the whole play unfold. Uh, Chris ended up with the, the rebound or the loose ball, whatever that was. And uh, I saw him look up at the shot clock because that's, you know, that's what 
great point guards do. And, and he saw um, he saw Steph, like he glanced at the shot clock and saw Steph across the court. So Chris knew he had enough time. And um, nothing shocks me with Steph. I mean, that shot um, was insane. Um, the catch and shoot, the arc. Um, but I fully expected it to go in. And I think all of our fans did too. Um, the guy's magical. He just... You can't explain it. Um, that's just the kind of stuff he does. Steve, I was like planning my day while that ball was in the air. What, what do you What do you do? What, Say what that are again. You thinking? I was planning my day while planning that ball your day was in while it was in the air. What are you thinking when yeah. that ball is is coming? Is you know making its descent? I was just uh, I was watching it in slow motion. Just uh, like I said, I thought it was going in the whole way, and then um, you know to yeah, to put us up four with. 10 seconds, I guess, left. Um, obviously, the backbreaker, and that was um, – Steph brings – he brings joy to the world. He, he's incredible. One of, one of the sub-stories of this game will be Trace. I think you, you played him like 29 minutes, obviously, close with him. Um, what did you think about his performance, but also how does a night like tonight against that team make you kind of reassess, like, where he is on the pecking order right now? Uh, well, he was um, tremendous. I mean, he was the player of the game. There were, you know, there were several um, huge plays. Um, obviously, Steph shot probably being number one, but um, you know, Trace's block on on Jalen Brown. Um, but Trace was the guy who shifted everything. Plus twenty five in his minutes. Um, the uh, second great game in a row. You can see the uh, the impact he makes. So um, he's going to play. He's going to be in the lineup. Steve. Yeah, and I know Steve Kerr went on to clarify that when he meant lineup, he, he meant more the rotation. Uh, so so pump your brakes out there for anyone wondering. I'm not sure if Trey Sexton Davis will be in the starting lineup, but if he continues to play like this, again, his first double-double of his young and apparently budding career, a plus 23, highest of any Warriors player on the floor tonight, four offensive rebounds, uh, 13 again total, had three blocks, two of which in the first half. Trace Jackson Davis was very good. Jonathan Kaminga was extremely good, 17-7 and offensively, but then defensively, being able to match up on Jason Tatum, who he held not entirely by himself, but did a really good job at keeping Jason Tatum to a 5 of 17 performance tonight. Also had a steal and a dunk in overtime that kind of broke up a, a four three-pointer kind of trade between both teams and a, and a stagnation um, that Kaminga broke up, gave the Warriors the first lead. They ended up holding the Boston Celtics to just four points in overtime as Stephen Curry throws a dagger in with 10 seconds left to essentially seal the deal for the Warriors. They have won their first three games in a row since the beginning of November and a lot to love from this game here tonight including just a lot of heart and hustle plays that I think the young guys are, are sort of extracting out of the core which is another reason to me why I just cannot give up on these guys yet. We'll see what happens when Draymond Green inevitably comes back, but I love the fact that the Warriors without him are taking it as a challenge to find to not roll over. Like this season is far from done. Whether it has Draymond Green in it or not, whether it has Gary Payton II in it 
or not. The Warriors right now with the win over the weekend, two of them, and then here tonight are proving that they are looking to turn this season around at a very fragile place. They are strengthening it, and they are balancing it out, and I was impressed by what I saw tonight. 132-126, Golden State Warriors win against the Boston Celtics, the top seed in the East in overtime. The Splash Brothers combined for 55 points and 12 threes. Kaminga 17-7, three different double-digit players off the bench, including TJD, his coming out party. Get rid of the baby T. He has graduated to Mr. Trace Jackson Davis Jr., per Clay Thompson, by the way. And that is where we will leave it here tonight. I appreciate you tuning in to Warriors Wrap-Up. My name is Evan Giddings. A big thank you to Sterling Bennett, along with our entire production staff in the back in the 95.7 The Game Studios, doing a fantastic job as always. Big thank you to those of you listening, whether you're on your radios, whether you're on the Odyssey app, whether you're watching on YouTube. Chiming in on the Comcast Business text line, thank you for making this a special post-game show on a special night for the Warriors. We hope that you'll tune in tomorrow, too, because i got to imagine that this is going to be the leading story tomorrow from 6 a.m. with the morning roast, Steiny and Guru from 10 to 2, and then Willard and Dibbs from 2 to 6. Signing off from Chase Center, my name is Evan Giddings saying so long one last time after the Warriors beat the Boston Celtics 132 to 126. We'll send you back to your regularly scheduled programming. We appreciate you. Have a good and wonderful rest of your evening. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.